This episode of Pot of the Jam is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. High def camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? What happened that night at the Abaddon Hotel? La casa en la cual parece ser que una vecina ha tenido algún problema. What is that? It's everything. I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. And you have heard the rumors about there are no rumors about this place. place. No rumors. We talked about this. It's supposed to be haunted. Welcome back to the podcast of The Damned. Thank you for sticking with us after yesterday with our first part of our uh, found footage. We're back again. I'm Shory. I'm Jane. And I'm Emma. And, we're and I waved back at the again. camera. You waved again. Yeah, we're <laughs> Every back time. In, um, we're recording, obviously, from our homes because at the point of recording this, we're still in coronavirus lockdown, lockdown 4.0 here in mm. Melbourne. Um, hopefully, by the time this airs in October, uh, that will be a thing of the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's if um, Scotty from Marketing can get the vaccine rollout um, in order. I have my first vaccine dose next week and I'm a little... Oh, yay. Yay. That. You know, Your phone will never lose reception again. <laughs> well, this has been re- one of the things that's been, I, I love us doing this. Like every time we record a podcast, I just walk away so happy. I'm loving mm. it so much. Mm-hmm. But there's something, and I did put this up in a tweet, there's something really weird about watching horror films when you're in lockdown and you live alone in a big apartment. Like it's actually, because I, and I, I made a rule for myself, like not that I do this all the time, but I'm watching them during the day or before lunch. Um, but there's something about it that because I've got I've had no physical contact for over two weeks with anybody, and mm. it's kind of a, a, well I, I'm going to say it, it's a head fuck, <laughs> like yeah. a sweet head fuck. Yeah, I think too because of a lot of horror, especially the found footage stuff we're watching, is very isolationist too. I was about so to say it, that found would not help is, whatsoever. Yeah, it's not the best genre to be watching when you're home alone. in lockdown I mean that's part of the beauty of it though like that's one of the Mm. things that I love like and that's what I mean I'm like I have no issue with the scares Mm. it's more that after I watch a film like I want to talk about it I want to and then I'm just sitting alone in my home for the rest (laughs) and because I do watch them before and it's only because of the added anxiety that lockdown brings I am watching Mm. more before lunch and Mm. then I've just got like the rest of the day and the rest of the night, mm. and, and I'm just kind of like, oh, this is this is a brain fart. And then I think <laughs> this is what a zombie apocalypse will be like, and I'm mm. stuck alone in my house. Okay, if there was a zombie apocalypse, how do you think? Would you be the kind that you would just you would stay in your house as long as you could, and you would just lock yourself up in your apartment and be isolated and and get through, make your way through all the food you have and then be like, okay, I'm going to have to leave? Or do you think you would immediately look for opportunity to find a safer place where there's a more um, sustainable food supply? I mean, I I would absolutely try to find a safer place with a more sustainable food supply only because I'm stuck in an apartment complex in Collingwood. Like there's not many places. I'm going to be walking out onto the street a ton of people Uh yeah so i i don't have that safety i guess yeah but um 
Oh, look, at, uh, yeah, I, has anything ever, there's there, there's only so much food you can have. And if anything, we're living in a pandemic and it has taught us, like, I'm not that person that rushes to the supermarket mm. to try mm-hmm. and get toilet paper mm. in case something's mm. going to happen. I've got maybe a week, two weeks worth of food here, max. Mm-hmm. And and so then I'd be screwed. So yeah, it does. It does. The pandemic does tell us a lot. It tells us a lot about humanity, right? Like, imagine if there was actually a, a, a really serious, life-threatening situation, um, like a, a super virus or a zombie apocalypse. Like, it'd be it'd be every person for themselves. Like, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we would devolve like that. Just. But that, that's anyway, but it's just, this is just people showing their full asses, really. This is, yeah. you know, there are well, so many people who are showing who they really showing are. showing their full asses. Mm-hmm. Did, which is, I, <laughs> I mean, I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> I've never heard that either. I'm like, okay, but why are they doing that while they're shopping? Like, pull your pants up. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's that thing as well where everything would change, but it all depends on how. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think... You know, there'd be a lot of, I, I think I have thought about this and from a Collingwood perspective, there'd be a lot of roof action. That's how we get from place to place. Yeah. We coordinate for people that, like we'd be jumping from balconies to roofs and things like that as opposed yeah. to get down on the streets because mm-hmm. the street is where, you know, all the zombies would be. Yeah. Anyway, we should, I don't know, we should be saving this conversation for like a zombie <laughs> episode. I don't know why we're, that's my bad. I brought, I brought this I, up because Dean's isolated, so I just. Yeah. Well, we're back on the found footage today, which yes. mm-hmm. is a great genre. And so good. Oh, it's so good. But also, and maybe it's the addition of lockdown. I really had issues with a lot of the camera work in. in <laughs> sure. And maybe because yesterday's episode, we kind of peaked with amazing works. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. And in these ones, I think I was comparing them too much. Okay. Yep. Well, what do we want to start with? Didn't Shory make the order? Yeah, I thought we were going to do the, uh, uh, it sounds horrible, but the uh, compliment no. sandwich of movies. Oh, no. <laughs> you no, should no, preempt no. it with that. Okay. No, I'm kidding. So, so I, can't rem- I can't actually remember where we started. So with- I think we'll start with Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Shory, so- do you want to hit us with the IMDb? So the very, I'll go with the very basic one. After moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic presence. Ooh. Yeah, that's, pretty, I mean, that's pretty, pretty much, much. Thumbs it up. Pretty much the whole thing. It's pretty yeah. much it, isn't it? Had either of you seen it before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I had yeah. it. Oh, you okay. hadn't. And oh. I had such high hopes. Oh, really? Okay. And I'm guessing, based on the way you said that, that your your hopes were not well, look, met. I, I feel like if they cut half an hour out of it, like I think okay. one of the problems with this for me, it's only an hour and twenty six minutes. That wouldn't give you much. Yeah, but the problem actually was because you're constantly dealing with two characters. There was one extra that really um, felt very two dimensional. The two times that he was on the screen, the psychic or whatever he yeah, was. Yeah. And the hard thing was um, with this, you were constantly forced. This would have been better if the guy had set up multiple cameras around the house. Instead of I'm always holding a camera, which actually played it, it, it forced a lot of pressure onto the female character to constantly have to do so much more work. And mm-hmm. then he this voice in the back going, Don't be dumb. When <laughs> let's be honest, 
dude, you were dumb a lot. So (laughs) the problem was he was constantly this detached voice and it was constantly focusing on her so that him being a dick constantly was never seen but constantly heard. So for Mm. me, that was the problem. If if he'd gone, I've set up cameras around the house so we can see things and we'd seen them interact in those frustrating Mm. scenes, it would have worked better for me. I mean, I see see what you're saying. I think I kind of read that dynamic as just... um, that, and he's an asshole to her. Well, yeah, I was going to say I feel like I, I read that dynamic as just incredibly tropey. Like it's just the the hysterical female and the antagonistic male in the in the horror movie. <clears throat> what's annoying is she is, wasn't hysterical. She well, that's it. So clearly, and this is what was killing me. She was being smart. She was being self aware, and she mm. was being annoyed with him, and rightly so because he was yeah. being an asshole. I mean, I don't think you're meant to like him. I think I yeah. think you are meant to find him. Um, frustrating um and he is a dick you're right he's he's just he's a dick he's doing that that again it's very tropey like that typical um the way a lot of male characters are drawn in a male female relationship in movies and that he's you know constantly um trivializing her concerns and you know trying to make out like she's make out like she's being hysterical when she's not um and even when she is like like really worked up and upset, it's for a good fucking reason. Yeah. And like, that's, hmm. that's what was killing me about it because yeah, maybe, okay. maybe I think now that we're talking about it, like I didn't quite have the words for it, but mm. because he was constantly holding a camera for the reason of showing, like he had to because that's how we find this footage. Yeah. But because of that, that motivation, every time she would say put away the phone, and she didn't say put away the camera a lot, but mm-hmm. when it would, it would feel like, it was forced for a reason. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, dude, like the fact that you're filming this, like it would have made sense if the first time that they'd done this, you know, would have been instead of maybe the house is haunted, we're going to make a sex video. No, I don't. And then he pretends to turn it off and she's like, go away. And then he just leaves it on overnight and then sees something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, mm-hmm. it's those, those motivations were what took me and the motivation of him holding the camera for any reason other than being a douche took me out of it a lot. But yeah, the okay. way they set it up, the way the sound was used was all really strong mm. um, and all really good. And she she did amazing work because, yeah, you're right, they were constantly playing into that trope of the hysterical mm. woman. But mm, at yes. no point did I feel that way with the way she played the role at all. Like she was playing it really well. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And I think so I, I completely hear what you're saying. I, I think... I think for me watching it, um, I, I definitely noticed that dynamic between them and I find it frustrating. But unlike your experience, it didn't take me out of the movie. Yeah. I just sort of, it frustrated me and I just thought, this guy's a dick and I don't like this character. But I, I kind of read it as I meant to not like him and it didn't take me out of the movie. But I completely see what you're saying. Um, Shuri, what what did you think? Um, I think hmm. Like based on what it is, I think it's a it's a very clever premise. It's a very the you know the, when you compare it to say the other two films we're going to talk about, mm. it's a bit more. You're right, Dan. It's a bit more forced in the way they're getting the found footage. Whereas you know we look at with the other films we're talking about, like it's a news report or it's a document of what we're doing more than this guy's just playing around with his camera and wants to film his wife. Mm. Um, but I think. I, I really love the way it builds the tension. So it's, you know, it shows them during the day doing random stuff or being upset or whatever. And then all of a sudden it goes, bang, here's the the date and the time. And then you just sit there going, okay, shit, things, shit's going to happen now. 
mm. and you're just waiting. And, you know, the subtle things like just the flick of the Duna cover mm. on the bed and, you know, and then that, and then the, the footage of her just standing over him for mm. four hours yeah. is just, it just ramps up the tension yeah. so well. It's so well done in that regard. But oh, it was fantastic. It, the yeah. finale, when you get to the end and everything's happening, it's just, it's bonkers and it's, it creeps you the hell out. But it's yeah. sort of, again, we go back to Host. And you're right, right, Dean, sometimes these movies could be a lot shorter. Host mm. is that hour and it's just constant. You know, you've got about 15 minutes at the start and then shit hits the fan and we're gone and we're off to the races. Whereas yeah. in this, it sort of it jumps back and forth. But I feel like it also gives you a, a chance to rest. Like it gets real intense and then you get, all right, okay, all right, let's see how they cope after that night. And uh, then we go that. again. Uh, which is cool, but I think for me, as it was ramping up more and more and more, like the fact that he would... One of the things that irritates me is I'm like, when you're the only two people, the, the, you're right, the other good thing about the tools that the other films that we're going to talk about today have used is the fact that the point is that the person on the camera is that external person as well. Mm. Like they're not mm-hmm. the main character for most of the time within it, so that helps. But in this one, when you've only got two, it says a lot. I know they had to, for me, I know they had to for the medium of showing us, but it says a lot that he focused on filming and not focused on her. Like it, it, it speaks because it was those, only those two characters in a dynamic of a relationship. Like it spoke to, it speaks to a lot about him. Like they needed mm. to seed something in a little bit more to make that work a bit more for me. You know mm-hmm. what? I actually think this is a common um, technique used in in found footage. Not not all, but in some found footage films, where you have the person behind the camera plays this almost antagonistic role at times where you'll see other characters go, oh, can you turn the camera off? And they they kind of have to be slightly antagonistic for us to, for there to be a justification for a camera to always be rolling. Yes. And it's this person who's constantly trying to shove the camera in your face. And it actually reminds me, see, I I wonder if the, the intention behind that dynamic was that it, it added to the tension of like the paranormal um, activities that, that was happening in the house is you've got you've got the, the paranormal occurrences and then at the same time you've got their relationship dynamic which is tense and they're both building at the same time so it kind of creates this then you've got a you know um I get a, it as a trope I, for me mm. in, and it's just probably it's just for me obviously and because this was also the first one I watched so yeah. I actually watched yeah, yeah. the that we're going to talk about conveniently. And for me, it just, <laughs> it took away from Yeah, yeah and, and, and that's it, fair. It's just, there are times where the camera could have been put down and he could have, everything mm. we were seeing could have been happening with him in the shot. And mm. it's just that thing where when you're focusing so hard on trying to show us stuff, and mm. yeah, it, it, it just, it, and I mean, everyone has talked about paranormal activity for so long. So I was mm. like, what? And then I got it and I, it's exactly what you're talking about, Shory. Like the, the, the bits that worked brilliantly were mm. golden. Like mm. yes, so yes. so strong yep. smart. But for me, it felt like a roller coaster that was constantly dipping and going mm. up. I was going to say, you know, look, I mean, beyond the the, the issue of the, um, the perspective and the camera work, I, I have to say I, I love this movie. Like I, re- I am one of those people who I saw mm. Paranormal Activity and I was like, fuck like it really did scare the bejesus out of me um and those especially like when they started integrating the clips um 
from the bedroom during the night. Like you said, Shuri, like those clips where she just is standing there, mm-hmm. like rocking slightly for like four hours watching him. Um, just the, the the building of tension in the door, just like opening and things like that. There's such small things, but yeah. they really, they for me, it really built um, that, it really built tension and it really, I, I genuinely found it frightening and that like the scene at the end where they're getting into bed. Right. Yeah, and her voice just very ever so slightly changes a little bit mm-hmm. when she's saying goodnight. It fucking shivers up my spine. <laughs> like that really, yeah, I find I find this movie proper creepy. It's oh, one yeah. of my, um. It, this is going to sound like a weird sort of oxymoron, but it's one of my happy place horror movies. Like mm-hmm. I love, I just love watching it because it, it, it serves the, the kind of spooks that I love the most, these kind of. Um, I'll try to answer it either, which I loved. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is, this is one of those movies where there's a bunch of sequels and I've never seen mm-hmm. any of them. Sure. Oh, you okay. seem to be the expert in shitty sequels. Has this movie got shitty sequels? We told um, shitty sequel. Well, ever, look, ever. The, the second one. The second one it sort of plays out at the same time as this one. Oh, okay. But it's the characters. I think it's her sister. And then it all ties in towards the end. And then the third mm. one actually goes back to when the sisters were kids. Mm, mm. So it's very VHS grainy. Mm. That sort of one. And then there's a fourth one which really has oh, wow. nothing to do with it until the end. And then there's a fifth one which is just a total different location. Bloody hell! I didn't mm. realize there were wow. so many. There, the fourth and, one has some really cool oh. things. Like there's a there's a scene where, you know, like the um, Xbox Move sort of control stuff had just come out and it had like an infrared camera that would pick up people in the room. Mm. And it's literally just the, they said, the two of them are there to play it. <clears throat> and it goes, oh, there's a third player here, but there's no one next to them. Like it's just stuff like that is re- it's really clever in that regard. But That's, they're just. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that sounds just in terms of the um, the the found footage approach like where, where the footage is drawn from that's I like that that clever use of technology to kind mm. of open up the possibility of where the found footage comes from beyond just the the, the old stock standard shaky cam like someone yes yeah. so you, you were filming your partner sleeping in a bed and you then they get out of that bed and watch you for four hours why would you stay in that bed the next night <laughs> like why would you stay in that house that, I, that the hard thing for me is is that I needed a little bit more of character development or motivation in their relationship because why would either of them stay? Well, you know what, though? This bugs me about horror movies in general and bugs me in a in a way that I, yeah. deep down I probably enjoy it because it's just a typical horror movie trope. There is always a character or characters in a horror movie who, no matter how much fucked up shit is happening, they seem to be like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's, it was probably just that or it was probably just that. And you're screaming at the screen like, get out. How do you not see something is wrong? And that's and my I, found footage. I accept it within horror films because that's a part of the yeah. nature of of it. But when yeah, okay. it's found footage, I'm like, I need a bit more motivation for that to sit right with me. That and, makes sense but, because yeah. it's meant to be like re- reality. It's meant to be realistic. Yeah. So, no, I get what you're saying. If it's in the context of a contrived narrative, you're like, sure. But when it's found footage, it's like, why would you still be there? Like, <laughs> but my argument is that if if they didn't stay, we wouldn't have a movie to watch. No, no. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. But that's where, the, but that's where there's that tension, right? Where you've mm. got like the the cinematic 
tropes which help the the narrative to move forward but then you couple it with a genre that is meant to be almost like reality horror yeah. it's like and so you've got to somehow justify or make those mo- motivations believable and i and want so to say I, no way is this film bad like it's great. Oh, no 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 like it's, it's i love it I absolutely love it's so it. So good. It's just for me. And and I honestly think it's because we're in like the second week of lockdown as well. So I'm being really my brain was my brain was hyper with all of these films. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like I yeah. like it was really hyper with all of them mm. until the for every time except the scares, because that's when I was able to have my adrenaline pumping. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's why I'm hypercritical more why I'm more hypercritical than usual, I think. If I'm can I can I just yeah, say yeah. looking at the Looking at this, we're talking about how much money the Blair Witch Project made last yesterday. Mm. Um, this had a budget of fifteen thousand dollars. Mm. Wow! And it made worldwide one hundred ninety-three million dollars. Wow. Sorry, did you say fifteen thousand? I mean, when 15, you think about it, thousand. Yeah, wow, fifteen thousand. Not hard to make it. Special but effects, the- lighting, and and it was it was all with it, like. A certain type of camera, so certain type yeah. of footage. But this is also the reason why there are so many shitty found footage films out there yeah. because they're not expensive to make. Mm, well, that's it. You Can I? The one where I killed my sister with a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> what was the? We still haven't. We still haven't found that footage. Oh, <laughs> the, I guarantee you, the video is somewhere here. Um. So one thing I did want to ask because this is one of those movies that famously has multiple endings. Um, really? So there's, yeah, yeah. So there's an original ending mm-hmm. and an alternate ending. And from memory, there's even more than just two. There's there's multiple. But so I'm interested to know which ending we we all saw, depending on where we where well, what we, did where we watch it on. It was on ABC iView for me. I can't remember where I <laughs> watched it. So all I'm doing with these shows, with everything we're doing, I go onto my um, Apple TV and I just search for it. And whichever, yeah. so I've got Tubi, I've got Shutter, and the, and Paranormal Activity was on. All of them are on ABC iView. It blew my mind. Nice, nice. Okay, well, let me have out. I'll read out. It's here on Wikipedia. I'll read yeah. out the original ending, and then I'll read out the alternate ending, and we'll see what we watched. Okay. So, original ending. Oh, so hang on. There's we also, spoilers. We saw no, spoilers. Um, yeah, um, sure. Actually, let's I, just. Can I, I will like, say I, I have the Blu-ray, so I've seen both the yeah. endings. We can stop saying spoilers because I'm going to put it in a pre-title thing. Going, <laughs> if you don't want to, be, yeah, it's yeah. Helps. yeah. Um, so hang on, are you guys wanting to describe the endings you saw first, well, and, and then I'll read them out? No, just go. For I've it. seen it because I've got the Blu-ray, so I've got you the special features, and I've seen them okay. all. Yeah. So it turns out there's three endings. There's a theatrical ending, and the original ending, and the <laughs> alternate ending. So in the theatrical ending, um, on night twenty-one, Katie gets out of bed again and stares at Mika's, uh, Mika for two hours before going downstairs. Katie screams for Mika, and he quickly rushes to help her. Afterwards. Mika screams in pain. After a moment of silence, Mika's body is violently hurled at the camera, which is knocked off the tripod, revealing a demonic Katie standing in the doorway with blood on her shirt. She crawls to Mika's body, then looks up at the camera with a grin. As she lunges towards the camera, her face takes on a demonic appearance, just as the scene cuts to black and another growl is heard. Mika's body is discovered by the police on October mm-hmm. 11, 2006, and Katie is not found. That's so this is, yes, this is, that's the theatrical ending. Okay. The yep. original ending. 
Instead of the theatrical ending where the possessed Katie carries Mika's body and throws it to the camera, Katie returns to the bedroom alone with a knife she used to kill Mika. She sits on the floor against the bed and rocks back and forth. Sometime the next day, Katie's friend Amber discovers Mika's body downstairs and runs away in panic, and Katie does not respond. At 9pm the next evening, two policemen enter the house and reach the bedroom where they find the possessed Katie with the knife. Seeing them, Katie suddenly returns to her normal state and asks asks about Mika. After the attic door slams by itself, one of the officers panics and shoots and kills her. That's a door slammed, so you shot and killed someone. Okay. It's very America. America. The camera fades to black as the police officers continue searching the house for the source of the sound. An epilogue text appears dedicating the film to the memory of Mika and Katie. And then the alternate ending. This is a much shorter um, summary. In another ending, Katie, after killing Mika off screen, comes back upstairs alone like the original ending. This time she closes the bedroom door and approaches the camera. She then faces the camera and slits her own throat, taking her life. Her lifeless body then drops to the floor while the camera fades to black. I am glad I saw the one I did. That or the third one would have been yeah. right for me. This <laughs> one I'm really glad I did. I think the original ending is a bit bonkers. Theatrical no. ending means more sequels. Sorry. Hang on a second. Which one's the original one? The middle one. The original one is the one where the where the police get all oh, that's America. That, I'm, I'm so glad it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean the 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 theatrical ending it definitely opens things up for sequels. Yeah. Um, but you you do know the reason why they changed it. You know who told them to change it to the theatrical. No. Just just a little kind of okay known director called Steven Spielberg told them oh. to change the, the ending and said, oh, no, really? no, this one would work better. Wow. There yeah. you go. I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's you know if you're going to go to the if you're going to get some advice from a director, you probably should go to the top, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they listened because mm. that yeah that that ending. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen that original ending, but the way it's described it just doesn't make sense. Why nah. do you you heard a door slam, so you accidentally yeah. shot someone? You're a police <laughs> officer. You should be used to like hey, hearing please. loud noises. Come on and, now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a whole other conversation, it's isn't it? It's a shame that none of us are shocked by police shooting things accidentally. I know. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of a sad indictment on America that immediately we were all like, oh, yeah, America, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course the police officer just shot someone because the door closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, yeah, so... so yeah, I think I feel like are we are we done with that one? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. it's a recommend. I think it's a good one to watch. I think, I think it's, it's definitely a recommend. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not it's not Blair Witch level, but it does feel to me like one of the seminal found footage movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yep. I feel like it's kind of maybe for the generation after our generation that weren't quite old enough when Blair Witch came came out, they probably looked to Paranormal Activity yeah. as like their their found yeah, footage yeah. film. Yeah. Um, yep. And it is great. It's no Blair Witch, but it is great. <laughs> but nothing can is. I, can I just say, after we discussed Blair Witch, I sat down and spoke to Von and Elroy about it, and they were still just like, really? You what? guys were fangirling about Blair Witch? I'm like, you guys are crazy. When we can all sit down and have a dinner, I want to know why they're so wrong. I don't I understand think- why they're so wrong. They try to explain it, but nothing they say has any credibility. That's <laughs> we have said this about a lot of found footage stuff, Emma. You need to get out of the house. yes maybe that's it like i've just got the wrong husband the wrong friends like they just yeah yeah. anyway i don't know how i just it's no i don't get it i don't don't get it like you guys are crazy vacations yeah 
Now, all this right. is my least favourite of all of the Mamek film. I, I will agree in that I, I, I think it's not as good as the other two, but I still I agree do as well. think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but we're talking Hell House LLC from 2015. What's and the, the LLC? Uh, yeah. Is that like a like is that proprietary like, limited sort yeah, of okay. limited okay. thing? I don't know. Someone will probably tell us. I thought it would be um, like Kappa Kappas or something. <laughs> <laughs> lambda, lambda, lambda. Yeah. <laughs> lambda, lambda. Um, so the, the internet movie uh, thing says, five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour go- goers and staff, on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. And I can I can uh, inform us all that it stands for limited uh, wait limited liability company. Of there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you're right. It is a proprietary limited yeah. kind of deal. <sighs> <laughs> Dean, go on. I'm get it off your start. chest. I'm not Are you not going to start? Gonna start? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start because I picked this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I have to say, I was quite shocked to to find out that Dean didn't didn't enjoy it. Um, but I do understand in comparison to the other movies, it's not as yeah. good. So I I just, Hell House was just one of those random movies I found on Shutter and I was like, yeah, go on. And I put it on. Um, <laughs> I was trying. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Um, and, I, on. and I put it on and, like, it's not, like, the most brilliant found footage film I've ever seen. <laughs> but that being said, it was, it felt like just fun junk food um cinema like i was engaged throughout the whole movie and it had some some moments that genuinely made me jump and they were kind of creepy um and scary it was quite formulaic but i kind of i didn't mind that i just felt like i was along for a ride that wasn't meant to be the best ride of my life but it was still enjoyable and i just i don't know i just kind of i liked that about it i just felt like it just it did what it said on the box and Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where it sits for me. It's kind of just a a good, easy, fun um, ride. I I mean, look, this you're right. This has all those. It, it had such. It had all the good elements. Do you know what I mean? Everything yeah. there. When you're talking, if this was described to me, I'd be like, cool. This, it, yeah. It's a great premise. The premise is a great idea. Premise mm, we should actually talk about the premise before we go into <laughs> actually, dissecting yeah. the movie. So, the movie. If you, those of you who haven't seen it, um. It's about a group of, I don't know, they're not teenagers out there in their 20s or something. No, um, they're like, they have a, yeah, they're. A group of young people um, go, um, uh, buy, I think they buy an old abandoned um, no, no, hotel. It, well, the I think it gets explained a bit better in the sequels. Which are progressively worse, by the okay. way. I, you know I wouldn't bother watching. It doesn't. Sequels. It doesn't even matter how they they come upon this hotel. For some reason, they have access to this um, well, they have abandoned a making haunted houses, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they find this one and they decide to um, renovate this old hotel and turn it into a haunted house because there's there's rumors that like this hotel was haunted and they're like, oh, good, that's you know proper creepy. So they get together and they're setting up this um, haunted house that's going to be like a tourist attraction. People walk through it and whatnot. Um, and the idea, because we sort of the, the film opens kind of at the end, is that there's some kind of event or something that occurs um, in the events. I can't think of the word incident. Like there's an incident that occurs in the house during the tour, something obviously supernatural, whether mm. to believe something creepy and supernatural, And then we're kind of led back to the start through the footage of them filming their escapades 
and it's slowly kind of unraveling what what happened leading up to the tour itself. So that's yeah. yeah. And, and they talk about the, the owner was a Satanist or something as well. Yeah, there's yeah. Really, he the, had some the black magic sort got of this shit. Weird history of, yeah. of weird shit happening there. Yeah. And the thing is, this film does sit within fan footage really smartly. Like the opening, like it's people on their phones going, oh, my God, a haunted house. Oh, my God. The way in which the opening, I actually was like, wow, okay, this is great. Like mm-hmm. they do it in a really brilliant way that they build that up. And and then um, obviously, then what's happening is the, the reporting crew that are like, we're trying to find out what happened, interview the girl who is one of the girls mm. that was part of the group. And she's like, oh, I've got all the videotapes and and goes, and if you watch them, then you'll know what happens. And um, and then we do, and, and they're watching lots of video footage and apparently she's just sitting in a room while they're doing that. And yeah. this video footage is a lot and a breakdown. And what I like about this is they're like, we knew we were going to be videoing. This is going to be really cool. So they've got, you know, people with cameras on their heads, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm. Um, and, and that way it just makes it all work more freely. They're hiring mm. actors to do things. And and what's brilliant about this is they're making a haunted house, which means you're constantly looking mm. at anything, at the corners of shots, at the, yep. everything. Mm, yeah. the, this, unlike Paranormal Activity where you've got one character there and you've got no reason to look at any other thing because there's mm. there. And the other thing I, I forgot to say in paranormal activity, and the same with this, turn on the fucking lights at night, people. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yes. The first thing I would do is turn on the lights. I but again, so many horror movies, this happens. I'm like, for fuck's sake, yeah. turn and, and on the lights. Say, oh, we don't have power, that would be fine. But no, I hear something bad. I'm gonna get the video camera. But I'm not going to turn on the light. Yeah. It's, it drives me a little crazy. Can I just say, who sleeps in a creepy old hotel bedroom with the door open with this fucking, um, like, um, red light streaming in through the yeah. hallway, this kind of creepy, um, what's the word? What's the place? Oh, my God, my, I'm having a yeah. brain fart. A brothel. Like a brothel oh. light. Sorry, um, I was about to say, where's the place where people go to have sex? <laughs> oh, well, it's not my house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't limit the places too. <laughs> but, but, you know, like who who, sleep, who sleeps like that with this creepy brothel light I mean, streaming least, into your room? <laughs> the good thing with this is this was them all going, this is how we're going to make some money and stuff. So it wasn't like they were in a mm. fight. All, there's yes. great premises here. And, and like what I'm saying is because they were making a haunted house and the house was already disheveled, mm. it's very easy to constantly look. You're constantly looking at everything else because it can yes. see those things. Like, and, and that's the... Just like with Paranormal Activity, the way they do the horror is really great in, in yeah. this film, the way they do the scare. Yeah. I, I, think so? I think, and I think this is just because I've seen a lot of these films, mm. I found a lot of the scares were telegraphed by the the camera into the corner of the room then they cut mm. back to something else and then they go mm. back and there's something there. Like I knew it was coming. I was mm. expecting it. Yeah. There, there were a couple of moments that got me, but a lot of the time it was... But the best part was the guy under his bed, like under and his doonut with the girl. Well. Can I crazy. tell you? That was, okay. So, yeah, they do a lot of cameras, like looking at one thing, cameras looking away, come back, the head's moved. And, yeah, that is happens a lot. But what I love about that is it's genuinely freaky when you think they're all stuck in a house and there you go. Mm. And, 
And, and, but yeah, there is one point, which is the point which everything shifts for everybody. When the one character who's got mm. the camera on his head and he's under his bed covers and every time he looks it away, there's a ghoulish woman, disheveled mm. mm-hmm. woman staring at him to the point that then she takes him. And that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, probably the that best was. bit. That's the I scariest have... moment. In fact, I must say, when I've woken up early in the morning that night after I slept, I'm like, I'm just going to lie here just in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just going to lie here. I hold on, I have to admit, I did when I watched that scene. Part of me is like, really hiding under your doona? That's that's the answer to. I would hide under my doona. I, I would <laughs> what not else are you hide. Do? Un- I would not hide under my doona because. <laughs> I have seen too many horror movies and I would know the second I pull the dinner over my head, when I pull it up again, they get the ghetto of like okay, shot the, forward. The mistake is pulling it up. <laughs> what do you the keep it on? Hiding under your doona. The mistake is pulling it back up to check. Well, what are you going to do? Just hide under your doona and just well, what are you forever. Do you go out the door. Like, like no, just kick her and run out the door. Yeah, I was going to say, I was brought up to not hit women, but that woman would get dropped She's across the room. Sitting <laughs> on the floor, I would just be like, Ugh, and then run it. Yeah. And that Big was running knee strike. <laughs> That was genuinely terrifying. Well, that I was can't... scary. Although I have to say, even the scares that were telegraphed, they they still scared me. It's yeah. mm-hmm. and it's such a silly thing. Like you know it's coming. I'm like, oh, the fucking camera's moved away and now it's come back. But it still scared me. And I think, I mean, I think that's because the other thing I I find that's a, a really um, clever technique in horror movies is when they use that telegraphing technique with the camera, but there isn't. They, it doesn't lead to a scare every time. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. always on the edge of your seat because you're like, is yeah. this going to be the one? Is this going to be yep. the one? And you never know what it's going to be. And it's and I do, I have to admit, Dean, I agree with you that I like the way, it seems like such a simple idea, but the fact that they had all these um, like puppets and dummies and ghouls yeah. set yeah, up in the haunted house. So you yeah. have this great environment for, as a viewer, there's already a bunch of scary things placed in whatever, which whatever scene you happen to be watching, but there's no knowing which one yeah. is, are they all still fake or is one of them going to yeah. suddenly you just, and it's actually quite, yeah, I actually found that quite clever. The thing um, that me about this though is because of that constant building of tension and really smart building of tension and because at the start we saw it from the perspective of the people that were in there, mm. When we finally get to what happens on the night that Hell House is opened, I I was yeah yep. yeah, and this is and because basically once the cameraman disappears and then reappears and he's catatonic and all this mm. stuff and and they're like, what does this mean? What's going on? Don't let the actors know all this different shit. Like till then, we were watching this steady stream of them not tr- starting to not trust each other because they think one of them's pranking the other. Mm. You know? And and that was really smart mm. as well. Like it was really good. And then it keeps going around and around in circles until we're getting to a point that it's going to happen. And then mm. when we see it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you knew this was going on. Like, of course this was mm. going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it dropped the fear factor for me. Yeah, it did. I I, I, agree. I would agree with that. Um, and- it, it does get to a point where, like we were saying with, um, with, with Mika in Paranormal Activity, it does get to a point where the dude who has been, like, the leading the show with all of this, it's you, you're just kind of watching it going, oh, come on, how are you not? Mm-hmm. 
concerned at this point? How are you still, like, clearly there is something going on. Like, why are we still, why are you still going ahead with the the launch night? Is anyone surprised that something, (laughs) I mean, your friend comes back catatonic and somehow they're still just like, oh, yeah, old Steve, He, you know what he's like. (laughs) It's like, no, this, this guy is catatonic, like, yeah. Yeah, and and something that's really cool that they do as well, like it's like the guy is sucked into the wall because we hear at the start someone's sucked into the wall and the guy, the cameraman guy, when there's he's pulling the covers down and then disappears, they're hearing him in the walls. So, mm. he, you know, and so it, it's they brilliantly work this up in a really good way. Mm. Um, and, and so, and that's the thing. I think there's a double whammy to this because there's also us seeing what actually happened, and then we remember, oh, that's right, we're doing a documentary with a news crew about what actually happened. So there's kind of two endings, and I think yeah, that's yeah. one of the mistakes this film has because they focused on the second ending, giving that ha-ha-ha, when for me I was wanting that in the third. <laughs> <laughs> I think too with, and this is this one suffers and I know I'm not talking too. about what those are yet. We'll get to them. Mm. I just love that very Fabio kind of laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what I mean, right? Like I think they yeah. focused on that being this all surprise element when actually. No, you're right. They they to. kind of they tried to do the whole gotcha moment at the end with a yeah. bit of a twist that didn't that shifted the focus away from what we'd really been focused on the whole time. Yeah. But- you can tell they want a sequel. Like that's the thing oh. where they play it at the end. They were saying, yeah. well, we're going to make money because paranormal activity. But it it does suffer a little bit from, like I was talking about some shitty found footage before, in that the tension and the ride, the build up to the end is great. And then it just sort of yeah. fizzles. Yeah. Like I literally watched one a couple of weeks ago and it was, it was only about an hour and five minutes long. And the whole build up was great. And then something happens on the last night. And then it literally comes up with a thing saying, such and such left the house and never went back and went to live with his mother. Oh. I'm like, what? That, you, I didn't see what happened. Like, and we don't get anything. Like, this film has so much build-up that the payoff doesn't pay off. Like, mm. yeah. and that's what really pissed me off because it's it's and and that's the thing. I'm looking at this going. This pitch is great. Mm. Like, really is good. And the execution isn't bad either. Like they mm. really, they really are doing a really good job of it. But it just doesn't nail the sequels it. Sequels aren't good either. Yeah, the sequels and, suck. And they so they really fall apart. So it's essentially <clears throat> the night of the opening of Hell House, and you know they've got videos in the corridors and every rooms and everything. So now we're looking at the perspective that we've seen at the start of the film. We're looking at from everyone behind the scenes, and when things start to go wrong, um, you know someone's told to run out and check on something, and and someone's tied up where they're actually screaming, going, "No, actually, let me out! I need to mm-hmm. get away from this!" And 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 people are starting to die. And um, it's just, it's full on and terrifying. But now because we're seeing it from the other side, um, not having that actual stampede, it just lost its edge for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I And I think this, it, it also suffered from kind of showing too much. Like the, mm-hmm. I actually think the, the, the climax, if it had been more, um, if they, if it was just a bit heavy-handed, like I kind of felt like, you know, going down to the basement and seeing like, oh, clearly there's some hooded figure and it's some kind of Satan-worshipping, like, guy. I was like, oh, okay, so there's a there's a dude and he yeah. just has somehow mm-hmm. killed the woman. Oh, 
Like, I don't know, it didn't really, and even the the very, very end, which we haven't talked about yet, where, again, these satanic figures just suddenly appear, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like mm. it's, and I think I'm remembering this done the right way where it, it sh- cuts to, so we've got the footage from behind the scenes that they're still watching in the news crew, which mm. is to answer everything, doesn't. They're interviewing mm. the girl and she goes, I'm feeling really tired. I'm just going to go to my room. I'm staying in room 2C. Mm. And um, then the new the news crew were like, oh, can we have the details of the woman in 2C? And they're like, we don't have letters on our hotels. And the minute that happened, I was just like, oh, Fuck off. Like. And, well, and prior, but prior to that scene, <laughs> but prior to that scene, we saw um, so one of the the news crew stays behind and there's this scene that comes up on the screen. It's like what Michael watched next defies logic or is unexplainable. <laughs> and you see this footage that he watches, which is which essentially in this extra bit of footage, which for unknown reasons was the one little bit of footage that they didn't all watch. Yeah. To, I don't know, like, they didn't oh, film it. for some reason there's just this 10 minutes that we decided not to all watch together. And, Michael, you can just watch that last 10 minutes on your own while we piss off and do something else. So he's watched this last bit of footage, which actually shows the the guy that, that became catatonic um, comes out, this is back when they're in, in Hell House, um, and he encounters the main girl who they're interviewing when she's trying to run away and escape the house and basically bludgeons her with the camera. And you you see her, like, like dying and then she gets dragged away by something off camera that you can't see. I'm trying to remember, when do we find out about that? Because wasn't that the final No, we find out about that before they go to start looking for the girls. So as the viewer, you're like, Hang on, she was dead all along. Yeah, which was annoying, but also there's also that shot. Down Bruce Willis. There's that shot that they do of the desk, like, oh, we've stopped filming now, so we put the camera down, and Mm. it's looking at her reflection in the desk. And what kills me is what a wasted opportunity to show something's not right. To show yeah. something like I was. Which looking they do do in one of the sequels. I'm looking at the reflection, going, "Why? Why are they not changing a reflection slightly? Why are they mm-hmm. not having it? Like, there's so much you could do with this moment. And yeah, yeah. They get the fact that we see her die, so therefore she's not real. Oh my god! And I'm like, mm. oh, you've just killed all of. You've used all of this tension to tell something. Oh, and, and then you've just gone. Da, 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 da. Bing. Yeah. And prior to that. <laughs> and prior I love to that we that, all did that then. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, there is a moment that uh, of, um, I guess, it feels like really lazy. It, it's a, it felt to me like a really lazy justification for them deciding to go and explore Hell House. Yep. Is that the girl they're interviewing, for reasons unknown, just makes a big deal out of like, oh, you should go check out the house. You should go check it out. And they're like, uh, isn't it boarded up? And she's like, is that all that's stopping you? And they're like, uh. and then and then she's like, anyway, I'm tired. And then they <laughs> and then and they this, this is what I hated the most, this bit. Keep yeah, going. and then they kind of decide they have this conversation where they're like, well, let's go check out the house. Why wouldn't we? It's boarded up. But it it doesn't matter. Let's just go break in. Like, oh, I'm not sure. So then they go, they go downstairs, as Dean said before, they're like, just let the girl in 2C know that we've gone to go check out this creepy house that's boarded up. And they're like, we don't have a 2C. We don't have a guest by that name. And they're like, lol. And then they just like keep going to the to the house. Um, which I think, why would you? Like they it's yes. boarded up. Why would you fucking do that? Like they break in. It's so creepy. There are still blood stains all over the floor. Like there's still the creepy dolls and puppets everywhere. I'm like, as soon as they got in, I'm like, nah, get nah, out. I'm good. Get out. 
this is, why would you do this? And she's going further, deeper and deeper, this investigative journalism journalist who I'm guessing we're meant to believe that she's spurred on by her desire to, to... Can I tell you, as a journalist, God, these movies give journalists bad names. Well, Journalistic yeah, integrity. Well, well, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm sorry, but even the most hard-hitting journalist is not going to be like, like, how is she not freaked out? There's no yeah. lights on. It's pitch in black. In films, they Just, like channel ultimate lowest lane, which is like, no, I have yes. to get the story. And I'm yes. like, what are you talking about? What story? Yes. <laughs> and it's like there are literal bloodstains still on the ground. They haven't been cleaned up. There's creepy fucking dolls everywhere. And she's just like, ha, ha, ha. I'm yeah. like, how are you not frightened? I, I would be terrified. And she's wanting to go down to the basement and everything. And, and then. The one thing I love, right, the the um, camera guy is like, this is fucking stupid. We need yes. to get out. Like the good thing about this is the camera guy is actually that voice going, nah, what are we doing? That we've been missing. Yes. We missed in paranormal. I, <laughs> I agree. And we miss, we miss, yeah. Uh, and, and even up to that point in this movie, like I think we missed that. Often the camera guy is the one that's like, no, this is fine. Like we only get a few moments where the person holding the camera is like, hang on, this is yeah. messed up. Um, and but yeah, and the voice of all of us. Yes, exactly. And you need that person in found footage movies. You need the person going, hang on, maybe we should not go into the creepy house. But, And then so the point where they get to the door is so naff. Like they go upstairs and there's this door and, like, this light coming in the window is, like, ah, like perfectly highlighting the bit that says 2C. And they're like, oh. Subtle. Look. And the camera guy naturally is like, what the fuck, we need to get out of here. And the Lois Lane characters just like, look, this is what we've been looking for. I'm like, how are you not, what do you mean? Were you, I, yeah. were you looking for death? Were you looking for, like, what, what do you mean this is what we were looking for? And she's like, don't worry about it. And opens the door and the chick is sitting there facing away. I, I don't even, I don't know how at this point, even at this point, that the, uh, Lois Lane character isn't going, I'm fucking out of here, let's yeah, go. Yep. But she's still just like, no, 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 let's just talk to her. And turns her around, her face is all messed up. She's clearly like a spirit. She's dead or undead or whatever she is. And then mostly dead. Satan guys just appear. Well, the, and- the door slams, they turn and go, what? Turn back and then there's her and Satan guys and they, mm. they storm them. And what kills me about this, and this is one of the other things that shits me about found footage, is this one is made like it's it's shown like a documentary, mm. so part of it means it's been edited in post production. Unlike mm. others, and the thing with that, it means that someone had to get out. So if they just had the cameraman mm. outside and the door slams and she starts screaming and the cameraman runs out, I'd be feel happier about this ending. Gosh, Dean, that would have been a great ending. Yeah. Just describing that, I'm like, that would have been better. Exactly. And it's just, it's just they, yeah, they, they, I think they kept thinking, and then we give them this, and then we give them this, and then we Mm. give them this, and it actually took away from it all. And I think part of it as well is, you know, you, they, the setup was so good, and I think this worked as a structure for them, but in execution, they should have gone at the, reshot the ending. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm Yeah, well, there you go. Kind of a fun romp, but not like not the best found footage movie. But it's well worth watching. Like not one of these. This is no picnic at Hanging Rock, people. Like, (laughs) like 
I, you know, and also like no I, body melt though. I think it, it's also people, no Blair Witch. It's there's a lot of things this movie is not. Yeah, but yes. like I said, and I'm going to keep saying, I think with these two, I'm overcritical because I'm stuck in lockdown. So I, mm-hmm. I all I can do is focus on these. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I will say, I'm Real Housewives. And I'll say, watch the first Hell House. Do not watch any of the sequels. The do sequels just them. it just gets real shit. Yeah. I love that we've got so far we've got um Shory certified, so the really schlocky, so bad that they're good movies. And the best stuff, now yep. we've got like Shory, like you're the, the master of shitty sequels. You seem to have yeah. this like encyclopedic knowledge of sequels to okay-ish movies that just got we worse have and worse. Sequels. We have to this is, sequels episode. Well, this is what I did in university instead of actually going to class. Yeah. Mm. You should have just gone to university and done cinema studies. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I actually well, did. Yeah. I'm like, do you know you, you know you can study this, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I did. I lost oh, 18 months. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you know cool. you know what though? Not just shitty sequels. We should actually just do an episode about sequels. Oh, sequels like, as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna. We have to if do we're doing sequels, we have to do Gremlins. I'm gonna make you guys watch Summer Party Massacre two. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. No. 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 You will. I'm telling you, you will love it. Well, do you know what I'm gonna pick if we do um, sequels? It's Halloween three. I think it is. Season of the Witch. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, is it Season of the Witch? Um, yeah. It's the one with the come on. The masks. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Tom Atkins. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. It's very yeah. good. Okay, anyway, we digress. Anyway. We've got one more. We've got one more, oh, and it's sorry. probably the crowning glory of this episode. It's so, brilliant. Yeah. It is my my favourite found footage movie of all time. <gasps> it's big. It is Wreck from 2007. Yeah. Um, a television reporter and cameraman follow emergency workers into a dark apartment building and are quickly locked inside with something terrifying. Now, We've talked about getting out, you know, shit starts going down, getting out. This thing is almost airtight. It is, there is, you're in this house, you're following the fireys in, great, that's fine. You get in there, everything gets locked down, so you Mm. you can't get out. And every time we're progressing to something else, there is a reason why we've moved on. Like Mm. when you get to the end, which is probably the scariest 10 to 15 minutes of film I've ever seen. Really? It scares the shit out of me every time. Really? It's, it is very scary, but that's a but, that's a big call. But well, it was it was the I watched it one night by myself at home with the lights yeah, off, sure. and I had sure, to watch sure. Wayne's World two afterwards to recover. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about this they, film is that I believe it. Like yeah. the way yeah. that like this is so this all happens within a night. This is yeah. you know the film crew, uh, the guy is there filming, and they're like, we're just going to be with the firemen, and we're going to see what happens tonight, and nothing could happen. So they're on. We're, we've got this report, and she has yeah. terrible. Her hair is terribly done for half the film. In two <laughs> ponytails that sit by the side that drove me nuts. Keep in mind, this is also a subtitled film, but that just adds to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In a brilliant way, and but the brilliance of it is they get to this apartment complex, and then, like Shory said, everything goes haywire, and mm. every single part of it, I'm like, yeah, this makes it. This is what you would do. Mm. Makes mm. sense. Yes, yeah. because they they can't get out of the building. Whenever they like, when mm. we say the building's been sealed shut, um, the government or the CDC or some have like locked them down. Yeah, they yeah. locked them out for some reason, and they don't mm. know why. And mm. and they're like, just let us out. We just want to do this. What do you mean blood test? What's going on? It's great. It's real. Yeah, and it's so, the whole having the cameraman and like even the cameraman's like, and they keep going, you know, you need to film this, you need to film it because they're doing the mm. report. And she's like, I'm onto something here. We can keep going. And 
you know, there's, there's, poli- there's a police officer and fireman in there and they keep saying to him, turn the camera off, turn it off now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, no worries. And then he starts filming get? again. And mm. and it, it works because it's not, I'm, I'm going to film my wife for shits and giggles or, hey, let's film the making of this house. It is literally, when we've come to film these guys and we've stumbled onto something incredible here. And mm. if we don't document this, no one's going to know what happens. And, so- and not trying to be shit, but I would do that exact same thing in that scenario. Like I would yeah. say, I'm not filming anymore and still be filming. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was going to say that's probably the only part of the movie that I, that I have like one or two moments from like, would you really be doing that? Like there are one or two moments from like, surely when shit is getting really real, even the cameraman is too caught up in just trying to survive to be able to keep filming everything. But it it wasn't like, it didn't bug me to the point where I was like, this isn't believable, not at all. I just had one or two moments where I was like, maybe it was more that I was thinking if that was me, I would have been like, journalistic integrity be fucking damned. I'm throwing <laughs> this camera down. That's the fun thing about the way they use the trope of this. Like, you aren't wrong, but the Mm. way, and this is the beauty of the way in which it's filmed and stuff, where I don't feel like, and I I did rewatch the second half of the film just in case for that very reason. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, at the start, you're kind of going, and, and it's, you know, come on, mate, put the camera down kind of thing. You're in this scenario too. But it it gets to that point where I rewatched the last half of the film again to go, it doesn't feel like he's filming. It feels like he's running. He is running, but he's filming at the same time. Yeah, but he's not letting go of the camera. So it's showing us that we need to see. Yeah, yeah, but but that's a good point. Unlike Paranormal Activity where he's filming. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And one of those reasons as well is because we get to a point that the power goes out and Mm. the apartment where it's dark. And they're using it as a light. The camera and the light from the camera is the only source of light they have. It's It's really smart. I think we've we've kind of brushed over a few oh, a few bits. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just for just for people listening, the, the basic premise of this, and, and we've said so there's this this film crew, the local TV film crew, they're out at a at a fire station just filming what happens in the day of the life of a of a fireman um or fire person. Um and nothing's happening. Um and then they the suddenly get a call. Break of Spain. Um they get, yeah, they exactly <laughs> Yes. Um, they get a call to an apartment building where a woman is apparently trapped in her room and she's screaming. And so they get they get a call to check that out. They go in and the, the other people that live in this apartment block are all kind of um, huddled around downstairs like, we don't know what's going on, like she's screaming, something's going on. And then for some reason after they've been in there for a little while, suddenly things get they realise the building's been locked down by like a well, they go into the old CDC. ladies' apartment. No, no, wait, no they go into the yeah. apartment first. You're right, and the old yeah. woman, and it's kind of it's already you're like, oh shit, this is creepy. Yeah. Like this old woman is standing there, kind of covered in blood, just kind of like swaying at the end of this long hallway, and you're like, the fuck. And <laughs> they kind of they go up to to approach her to be like, are you okay? What's happening? Um, and she attacks the one of the guys. Um, I don't think it's one of the firemen. I think it's, it's the um, like chief like the uh, the police chief guy yeah, or like, yeah 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 she, she rips him apart like rips she his attacks, neck open. well yeah she attacks him and, and bites him and at that point that's when you know she hits the fan. Thing, things get a bit chaotic and they run they run out and that's when they discover the place has been shut down by the CDC yeah. or whatnot and they're um and that's when things start to get you kind of that's when you start to get this narrative the real um 
the, the believable hard-hitting journalist narrative comes in and the, the lead character, the woman who works for the local news station, is now like, hang on, there is something going on here yeah. that the government or whatever the CDC is not telling us something. We need to film what is happening here to, to so that people, people on the outside know what's mm. happening. Yeah. And it just goes from there. It, it, yeah, the bit when they're all standing downstairs once they've been in the apartment and there's still police up there, and then all of a sudden you just see this, and the guy comes falling down through the stairwell and slams yeah. into the bit where I went. And this is oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so in on this movie now. And and yeah. I luckily I saw Shory's tweets about this before I watched it, mm. and he's right. Like this is a film that they set up the boring really smartly, and mm. once it starts. It's like there is, it is like full throttle all the way. Like yeah. the stairs are big, the tension is huge. And, and the tension's so, believable. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, like you've believable. got this, you can see this um this this dynamic, because at one point they have someone from the outside come in in yeah. a full fucking hazmat and they're all like, um, what why is he <laughs> where it is happening? And you can see like the political tension where you've got the person from the outside and the fireman is like you know, at wit's end at this point and he's, like, trying to, what the fuck is going on? And the journalist is doing the same and you can see him trying to toe the party line, really tight-lipped, he won't say what is happening. It's very believable, like, yeah. and you just, like, and just like, why is there a camera here? Like, what's going on? And yeah. we've got these cast of characters that are people that are all in an apartment complex mm-hmm. and, and you know, the reporter is talking to them all to try and go, well, what do you think happened? What do you think happened? Mm. And we've got the old man and old women, woman that, contradict each other yes. you've got the um oriental family that know everyone like the and then the old gay guy that thinks it's the the, the it's them because they eat raw fish because I was about yeah. to say, you've got, you, uh, yeah you've got some um casual racism straight up racism and i'm not saying i like that that exists but i think it's important it's real to it because it's, it's real, real. No, it yeah, absolutely. When I say casual, like, I don't mean subtle. I just no, mean that they're just yeah. very open <laughs> casual about like, like, oh, Asians. Yeah, because they, they don't know what's going on. The woman's a mess. Mm. The guy's been eaten. Like, they, mm. and, I mean, at this point I was like, we're obviously in a zombie film, having no mm. idea what I'm watching. Mm. And, and we weren't, which is still what's really and they And they introduce a bit of a um, red herring actually with the – uh, the Asian woman's father, because at one point yeah. we mm-hmm. we suddenly learn that she has a father who's very sick and is still in his uh, in the apartment in bed sick, and they're all like, because at that point they realise there's some kind of contagion, and yeah. they're like, hang on, your dad's yeah. you've just mentioned that your elderly dad is sick, it's and your also- fault. There's also a posh woman who I like to call a Karen. Oh, um, she is a Karen. And her daughter who's like, she, her daughter's got a fever, she's got tonsillitis, and the, the daughter is quite cute and lovely. And as mm. we're being interviewed with them all, the, the reality is, though, the confusion that they all have, it, it makes perfect sense. Like yeah. they know nothing and yeah. they have no knowledge and all they know is that now they're all down here and they're scared and mm-hmm. they can't get out and they don't know what's going on. And hmm. I do love the foreshadowing in the original interview with the daughter where she's asking her about who she lives with and she says, oh, my mom and, and my dog. She said, but my dog's not here. And she's like, oh, why? Where is your dog? And she's like, oh, he's at the vet. And it's just this nothing like typical thing a kid would talk about. And then later we hear like a conversation about 
a, a oh, animal the, that's been yeah, taken to a vet somewhere yeah. that, that had to be well, quarantined from the rest yeah. of the animals. And it's like, and oh, way, shit. Yeah, yep. and, but the way the tension builds before we even get to that point is, you're right, the guy comes in in the hazmat suit mm. they and they go into another room and the cameraman and the reporter have to, the cameraman has to, like, climb up on a table, yep. go through another window to be able to see what's going on, and yep. they see that they're being handcuffed, they're handcuffing the people that have been bitten to the table mm. and injecting them with something. And all, all while that's going on, you've got the reporter in the background going, Pablo, what, what's going on? <laughs> Shut up. Mm. And and my with it is that felt really real. Like mm. the this is really brilliantly done. Like mm. she, she does a very good job in this film. Yeah, and, and she, I would agree. she literally she is our touchstone character. Do you know what I mean? Well, yes. we're from beginning to end, and she does an excellent job. Yeah. It makes me think too that when they like what I was saying before that the plot is airtight. Mm. In that it sounds like they sat down and they went, well, we wrote this script for this movie, and then they went, okay, so. They're in an apartment block. Well, how do, will they be able to get out because of this? Well, no, we'll lock yeah. it down because of this. And then we, yeah. they went and sat down and they looked at every single angle of no, how. No, I agree. You yeah. know, like people will be sitting at home going, oh, but they could just do this. And they went, no, we're going to get, especially like when we build to them getting to the apartment at the top of the building, it's not because they have a choice. It's because all the infected people mm. are chasing them up Hello. the stairs. So, yeah. And they go, fuck, yeah. we got nowhere else to go. It's one of those films Basically. that it's perfectly edited and yeah. every, like every single scene is there for a reason. Yeah. There's no, there's no fluff. Everything is, uh, it's foreshadowing something, or it's building, uh, it's developing a character, or it's like, it, it's t- yeah. giving you the motivations for behaviors that mm. are going to follow. Like it's, yeah. And they're basically they're locked down, right? Mm. They're, they're locked down. They can't get out. Whenever they try to go near a window. Um, they're told to get away from the window. <laughs> We're going to fucking shoot you if you come through this window. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like there's there's a lot. And and you're right. Like we've, we've jumped around a little bit with what's going on, but they're all kind of freaking out slightly. And then the guy comes down from, like he's thrown down the middle of the stairwell mm. and they all start screaming. We don't know what's mm. going on. We find out that this is something that's transferred through saliva. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, before that happens, this is the twist that I thought was going to happen that doesn't happen. Mm. So, so we basically, what we find out is everyone's assuming, oh, it's the sick father. It's the, and actually, because we find out about the dog that was infected and the little yeah. girl is sick, the little girl is the one that's got mm. it. And well, I mean, it, yeah, the dog is the, it, the dog is patient zero technically. Well, but, um, well, no. Yeah, no. Oh, you didn't we'll read it. That. So we'll you to, no, because upstairs. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh um, shit! Yes. Then, yeah. So there's a time where the cameraman puts the camera down, and the camera's turned off, and it turns back on, and it's the little girl playing with the um, playing with the lens, and then mm. when he picks it back up, he's like, "Oh, the lens is out of focus," and cleans it. And I immediately thought that was her saliva, so he's going to be infected. Uh-huh. So I, I'm like right up till the very last moment i assumed he was going to be infected and he was like that and that never happened by the way everyone that's that's overthinking how what what, hang on so why could why is it not the dog patient zero well we'll get to that we'll get get to the ending back to it we'll come back to it because we've, okay. we've got to let everyone. So basically, what starts happening is it starts to get out of control. The little girl bites her mother. Yes. Then they like they handcuff the mother to the stairs while they try to get the little girl. While that's going on, um, the the patient gets out from below and starts biting the mother who is handcuffed to the stairs. And suddenly, it's like okay, 
all the infected people are below us, so everyone's just, they're just trying to get upstairs. And yep. what happens is, because everyone's downstairs and getting bitten, there's only five of them left. Uh, there's the cameraman, the journalist, the CDC guy, even though we're not in America, the old mm-hmm. gay woolly woofter, and <laughs> I don't know how what else to call it. I think it's and the um, and the police, uh, no, and the firemen. Yeah, the only with his sledgehammer, which was my favorite part, running around the sledgehammer, sledgehammer, which was brilliant. And when Uh, it happens, like it happens, like yeah, Yeah. we've been with all these characters, and once it starts, it starts brilliantly, and it's terrifying. And the power's gone out in the building, like, and and it literally that's when they realize. But then, when they're in the apartment, they're in an apartment. The CDC guy locks himself in a hallway or something, and goes, "I've been bitten." Yes, yep. yes. Uh, and and go. I've been bitten and they're like, okay, so he locks himself away. But then it's that same thing where the then Willy Wolf to old game. <laughs> um, oh, there's a way that we can get out. The yeah. has keys. Yes. And, and, and the intern has keys that open every apartment. The mm. problem is the intern's down dead on the ground floor. Mm. Mm. So they've got to go back. To, and, 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 he's the, and he's the one that says there's an apartment at the very, very top where you can possibly get out, get out on the roof, onto a yeah. balcony or on the roof. And the so, nightmare is that he does that narrative and then is killed. Like, mm. <laughs> so what I love is this is exactly what Emma's talking about. This is meticulous in mm. the way it uses every single element brilliantly right down yeah. to the characters that you forget about and then the ones that, you know, like it's it's really. And it's like the he- the. Uh, the, the handing over of the narrative baton. So he's yes. he's kind of introduced one aspect, then he dies, and then they're like, "Oh shit, okay." So so then they have to go up into the. Well, they have the, to go back down to get the keys first. They they mentioned earlier too that they talk about when yeah. there's that scene where it's reminiscent of the thing where they're all sitting around talking about who's in the building, mm. and they say. What about the top apartment? And oh, it's a scientist guy, but he's never here. He's not here at the moment, and he's only here for every a couple of. Oh you no, know, they a said a it was the guy. Every, yeah. yeah, they said that it's a guy. Wasn't it the guy that owns the building or something? Yeah. And he, he yeah, has the it, top apartment, but it's abandoned and he used to use it. And yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't come here very something. often. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. they foreshadow that as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do foreshadow that. Um, yeah, so so they get the keys. And, and they that go is to terrifying. The, like they're going back down. Yeah. They're trying to avoid them. They're being attacked by them. They're sledgehammering them. Like it was brilliantly done. Mm. And then, with, the, with the the reporter screaming, I got bitten, and the cameraman's going, "You didn't fucking get bitten! I saw it. you didn't get bitten!" Yeah. And she's yeah, going, "I got right. bitten. stop it!" And he's just screaming at her, "You didn't get bitten! Keep running!" And yeah. what's great as well is they get into the apartment, and then they're going through his apartment trying to find the keys. Yeah, and, and this is brilliantly done. Where you know what would you? And all I kept thinking was, oh, if it was my apartment, they're fucked. The keys. <laughs> Any, any of the spots that they're looking, they, the keys just wouldn't be there. And it, it's, it's pitch dark. They're using. Uh, are they using the light from the camera now? No. Uh, I think from. No, I think the power was still on at the using, time. No, I think they're using the light from the camera. Yeah. Oh, okay. It really yeah. adds to the tension. And basically, there's only three of them left. And then mm. when she gets the key and she just yells out, uh, "Manu, who is the the guy?" The fiery who stayed outside. You look down the stairwell, and he's just he's turned into a beast. Yeah. And he's like screaming, and then you look, you see down the stairwell, and they're all just screaming at them. And now they all start running up the stairwell to get to the two of them. And yeah. they are they are running to the top of the stairwell. They get to the apartment. She's trying every key possible, and they make it just in time to yeah. the top apartment. 
who wants to take over because I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I they feel get- like Shuri should, yeah. All right. So they get into the apartment and it's sort of a – it's a little bit of a tension breaker because you can hear the people slamming on the door but no one's getting in. Mm. And this, this apartment is – it's almost a lab. It's mm. got – there is – Scientific stuff everywhere. There's wall. The walls are plastered in newspaper clippings and reports and everything. And you find out that the guy, the guy who owns the apartment, was doing experiments on a girl who was possessed. Mm. And it's got so it's got reports from the Vatican as mentions of the Vatican. All oh, this girls possessed. All oh, this girls disappeared. And you're thinking, what the f-, you know, what is going on here? And they, you know, and this they find a, tip- a tape recorder with a yeah. with a with a tape from an interview. And they're playing it and him, yeah. it's him sort of giving his thoughts. What I love about this, sorry, I know I'm interrupting, I've talked so much, but mm-hmm. they like play a little bit and go, wait, what? Rewind the tape recorder, play again. Like every technique used in this mm. is superb. Mm. Mm. And they're slowly, you know, and then they, so they're trying to find a way out and the they're looking everywhere and there's, there's shit everywhere and there's like, you know, you see a hospital bed and you you see IVs and you see everything and it's just it just keeps ramping up. And they find a like a, a, a hole in the roof, a little door in the roof to go up. And they use the technique that hosts do as well, where he goes, yeah, I'm gonna put, yeah. I'll put the camera up here and I'll have a look. And he's going around and all of a sudden this kid just goes bang and smacks the camera and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? yeah. and Which scared the so that, shit out of me. Yeah, it got me too. And this yeah. is where I'm saying like this This last 10 minutes is so intense. It's, it is some of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden they hear something and they run into this other room and you just see this lumbering, mm. giant, creepy, who is- It is so creepy. Beveled, skinny. Yeah. yeah it's, skinny, like, it's like gaunt. Slenderman kind yeah. of like well, it's actually, weird hunched I'll, over. I'll talk about it at the end. But mm. anyway, and that thing is, it's obviously it's dark in there so the, the, the creature can't see what's going on and it's slamming into things, but it's got a hammer in its hand too, which is the scarier part. Yeah. And it's, and then reporters, they're like, he keeps cutting back to the reporter and she's freaking the fuck out. And he's like, shut the fuck up. You know, we'll put the night vision on and shut the hell up. We can get out of here. And <laughs> so they slowly start to try and sneak past the monster and they bump something in it. Turned out and it, just, it starts laying into the report, the um, cameraman with a hammer. Yeah. And the camera falls in a way that it's, you know, you can see sort of what's going on and the reporter crawls towards the camera and she's freaking out and she's like, Ooh. and then all of a sudden you just sort of hear a noise and she just gets dragged away yeah. and that's the end. And you're just like, fuck, really what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, and what's great about this, this could have just been a zombie apocalypse film and it's mm. not. It's, it's like when they get into the house and that's the thing, this, this could have been a minute and a half. It's not. Mm. It's, it's, it's a long, it's a chunk. Like 10 minutes is a lot yeah. of film. And it's, <laughs> terrifying and it's yeah it's that there was a possession of a girl and they're trying to stop the possession from happening with drugs and things it's really the vatican's involved all this different Mm. stuff and i love that it turns on that dime and maybe for me as well it's the with it being a foreign film for me i think it played into it in even more of a stronger way yeah i i have to admit like uh, often you know, movies attempt, like we were just talking about Hell House, like attempt a twist at the end where it's not what you thought it was, it's actually this, and it's just a bit naff. This, on the other hand, is is the way you use a twist really well because what, yeah. what it did is that you were, the, the entire way through the movie, you were assuming that we were watching a zombie film and all of the tropes associated with that genre were being presented to you so you you were kind of, in a 
in a like in a sense comfortable with what's happening in the movie because it's all familiar and you're like yes this is a, a zombie movie I get what's happening and then at the end all of a sudden you're like holy shit they like they 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 pulled one on me this is not I've been watching something else and it's so mm. unexpected um and you're right like really terrifying when you realize this is something um kind of even more terrifying than a zombie this is it's a, it becomes a religious horror film yeah because well, it's yeah. dealing with the vatican and it's dealing with the possession and m that was patient zero yeah no well yes 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 i guess what i was yeah. wondering is like did did no i okay yes but what i was wondering <laughs> is did did patient zero infect the dog and then the dog infected the little girl or did patient zero infect the I, little girl and then she infected i wouldn't be surprised if dog. it was the guy whose apartment it was infected that, the dog and that's what i to test it like yeah he tested on the dog um, that's that's how i took it as well yeah okay um, uh, to see and and the thing with it as well is just because they don't know he could be dead up there you know like hmm. it, it's you never see him but i took it as he was he was testing on the animal so can we one, talk about one, the one thing that they yeah. stress is that the way it affects everyone, everyone's blood type is different. So mm-hmm. some people react immediately, some people don't. Mm. Some people this, and that that added to the tension so well as well because the child is sick, obviously, mm. and, and with everyone going, well, it must be the kid, it must be the kid, it must be the kid, and then the the child bites her mother's nose, but mm. still in a really calm way. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah, I actually love it when um. Uh, kids kids turn in horror movies in ways that's unexpected because especially in a found footage film I feel like they usually they usually don't go there with kids like yes. actually seeing this sweet little girl like bite her mother's face and turn into a beast and I was like hell yeah they went there that was fucking <laughs> awesome For her as well like this is a young kid this mm. would have just she wouldn't have understood what she was acting but this would have been so much fun for her. Oh, but yeah. Really, she really, even if you have no idea what acting is mm. and you're just a kid having a good time, she did mm. it like that. She was mm. all. I'm going to say one of my favourite parts of it, and it's a very subtle thing, is when people are talking to the Asian family, mm. they're speaking Spanish, but it is very broken, stilted. Yeah. Like, we haven't been here very long. We've picked up some words because she keeps going, um, like she's trying to think of the word for it, mm. which is, it is so good that it wasn't just, oh, yeah, they're just an Asian family, but they're fluent in Spanish. Yes. They've been there a little while. She's caught some, but she's like, going, you know, um, that word for like house mm. or, you know, she's, yeah. the words she's saying, are, they're not the right words, but you get the gist of it. They're, I thought that was really they're, clever. They're believable characters, all of them. <laughs> like they're really brilliantly done. Yeah. Can I say, okay, can we talk about, and I know that this with this kind of film, it's not necessarily the point, but I feel like this film invites you to speculate upon what exactly happened to patient zero and what is the nature of this contagion? Because I'm going, okay, so hang on. She was possessed and then somehow something, the nature of the possession became a contagion or or was she possessed and then he did experiments and found a way to, uh, uh, I don't know, somehow like, um, like, how, how did it go from being something supernatural, a possession, to something biological, a contagion? I think it's him. I think it's the scientist is dealing with, he's trying to find a way other than exorcism to get rid of the get rid of the possession. Yeah. And yeah. he's taking blood and he's doing all that. And it's, it's you know, he's experimented on it and to the point where it's become a virus. Because he even says in the thing, you yeah, know, okay. it's, it's become a virus. It's communicable. Right. Okay. So 
okay, so that is what's happening. So it's so it's basically he's he has somehow transformed something yes. that is initially supernatural into a biological contagion. Yeah, which is even more terrifying. Which is worse. And yes. in that scenario, he's gotten out of there. He's locked it up and left. He's yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. That's I mean, that's the thing with her. And and part of doing that is he's just locked her up the top and mm. he's gotten out of that building as quickly as possible. And um, that kid that we see when they go when they first put the camera up, is that her? Yeah. Because that looks like a different kid to me than the oh. than the monster that comes down. And that that plays in my mind because I'm like, is there another? I saw it. Wouldn't surprise me if there was. I mean, well, I feel like... Let the, me see if I, I can find some screenshots. Like well, either up the top is the kid and that was the scientist or mm. it's the kid who keeps growing and and deformed in the way that they're growing because at the end of the day, um, if they were already in that apartment with something down there, they would have been dead earlier. Mm. Okay, so I've just found here a, a video called Jump Scare Boy in Attic from Wreck. So oh, okay. oh, the well, idea that it's a yeah. boy means that it it is not her. Yeah, it's, some, it's right. someone else. Mm. But then again, there are sequels, so maybe it gets explained a bit more in the sequels. I haven't seen any of the sequels of this one, and there are, I think, another three movies. It also got a really, really bad um, American remake too, which is almost oh, really? shot for shot, but it's terrible. Oh, why would yeah, it just doesn't work? Why would you remake it? But looking at the cast, it's all people you know too. Like the, the reporter is played by the girl who played Dexter's sister in the Dexter TV show. And right. you go through the cast and you go, I know all these people. The best part of found footage is when you don't recognise somebody in that. But that's how it that should be. Too, that mm. If you get cast in a found footage film, you just know you're not going to have a career. Like it's kind of disappointing. I'm going to send you guys this image. Sorry. This is, I know for our listeners you can't see, but but when you, when you go away and watch Wreck, if you haven't seen it already, we would love to hear from you. Is the... Is the kid in the attic that they originally see with the camera, did you think that was the the girl that comes down or is it now someone else? I just assumed it was, but now I guess it's not. I guess he was experimenting on more. Well, I don't know whether this link is going to work that I've sent you it's both. It's in the chat. It's in, oh, wait. Um, I don't know why it's sending me a redirection notice, but okay. If you click on it, it should take you to a still of... of the, uh, so that was the kid? That was the kid that they saw when they put the camera up. Yeah, okay. In the attic. And that's not the girl. No, that's not the girl. Okay, you're right. There's more than one, which means the attic had more than one person in there. And yeah. it also means um, maybe we need to watch Wreck 2. Okay, Shori, have you seen... Is this, no. is this a shitty? Oh, so we don't have we we don't know if we're going into something really shitty. I'm well, gonna. You know, all right, I will. I will watch it and get back to you guys. Do you know what? I'll, actually, I'll, I'll take the bullet for this one. I'm just remembering something. Elroy, I think, has seen the sequel and said it was shitty um, because this is this is also one of Elroy's favorite ever movies. This is why I originally because I watched it for the second time for this podcast and I originally watched it because Elroy was just banging on about it so much and he was like, Amazing. "This movie is fucking brilliant," mm. which it is. Um, and I think from memory he said that it suffers from what a lot of sequels suffer from in that it tries to explain too much about yeah, why, okay. you know, it's, it's what, what do we say? It suffers from the um, midichlorian 
complex where, <laughs> you know, you try to go back and apply a biological explanation for the force. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Um, but mm. maybe we should all watch it anyway and then just because I'd be interested to for us to chat about all of our perspectives on the sequel to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find, you know, because some people say, oh, don't watch the sequel because it will ruin the original. But I, I find it quite easy to compartmentalise when, think, a, when yeah, a sequel yeah, is shit. I don't think any film could ruin this film for me. Like, if yeah. I was, if there was only one found footage film you could watch and someone said this or Blair Witch, I would say this. <gasps> only because only because it's it's they're completely different. Someone wow. hammering something on their balcony. <laughs> only it's, a, it's a fireman with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's it's the girl. It's the girl from the attic with her hammer. <laughs> because they're they're so different, uh, but I think wreck the way in which it continues to scare you and builds, and it, I just loved it. They work yeah, in very different ways for me. They, like I said, do. it's it's airtight. Like it's there is nothing that made me go, oh, really? Oh, would you do that? It's It gives you a reason why they're locked in. It gives you a reason why they have to go to certain spots in the building. It just, mm. it's it's almost perfect. It's just. It's pretty damn know, good. Yeah. I think yeah, it's so. pretty I think tight. It's the, out of all the fan footage, you know, I have a love for Blair Witch and we love Blair Witch, but mm. I think out of all of them, this is probably the one that uses it the best. Yeah. There's I think no the, out. I do think I still I still think Blair Witch uses the the the, hmm. the um the techniques of the found footage genre really, really well. But I think what this film does that's that really stands out is it's just it's it's that plus the editing. The editing mm-hmm. is so tight. Um, and the narrative is so so well designed. You can, as as you said, you can see that they sat down and thought about it from every angle. Like this is one of those films where it's clear that they created the world first, and they thought yeah. about yeah. what is this, what's the situation that we're dropping the audience into, and they they figured out every single detail, um, bits that 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 most of which isn't i'm sure isn't shown in the film yeah. but that's what makes a good film mm-hmm. when you know you know as the as the director what's happening everywhere else but the audience just sees you know this one little sliver and it feels realistic and believable because it's been based on like a broader um vision of what the world is and what's happening it's so a- I, I do agree it's very good um and i've just found so if we're interested if we do want to watch the sequel here's what wikipedia says about it The story takes place immediately after the events of the first film and follows a team of soldiers assigned to protect a scientist supposedly sent to investigate the cause of the outbreak, but who may already know more about it than he claims. Okay. So there there you go. (laughs) Um, And it says that several actors from the first film reprise their roles, mostly briefly appearing as infected versions of their characters. Oh, okay. I'm excited to see. Okay. Yeah. We should watch that. Okay, yep. let's do it. We'll add that to the list. Well, that's it for all of these films. Um, look, we we love found footage. I don't think what yeah. what else can we say? <laughs> I think it's pretty yep. obvious at this point. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's it's and, and I think I said this in the last episode. I actually didn't realize until we started doing these episodes how much I love found footage. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really now that I've I've really talked about it and dissected it, I'm like, yeah, this is a great this is a great subgenre of horror and. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, we hope you'll join us again tomorrow uh, for our next episode and uh, dive into some films yourself. In fact, watch Wreck. That's my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I would say that too. My Wreck recommendation. 
<laughs> uh, You're terrible, sorry. Uh,